Is Tanner Mordecai going to potentially be the best quarterback in the Big Ten this year? You are Locked On Badgers, your daily podcast on the Wisconsin Badgers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, Badger fans? Welcome to Locked On Badgers, your team every single day. Today's episode brought to you by Bird Dogs. Uh, to go to birddogs.com slash locked on college or in a promo code locked on college for a free white tech hat with any purchase. You will not want to take your bird dogs off. We promise you. All right, let's just get into it. First of all, thank you so much for tuning in. I'm Ryan Herrings. This is locked on badgers, your team every single day. Uh, really do appreciate it as always. Let's just talk about, uh, I was thinking about this the other day. Uh, could Tanner Mordecai be the best quarterback in the big 10 this year? Period. no, no, except for this guy, or no, well, with the exception of these two or three guys. No, could he literally be the best quarterback in the Big Ten this year? And what would that mean for the Badgers? Let's start with where he kind of falls into the, the tier. So there's a lot of schools you can just throw out. Schools like Illinois, Purdue, Rutgers, Michigan State, Minnesota. I, listen, there's there's some interesting transfer talent coming into the conference. Illinois, Luke Altmaier, uh, Purdue, Hudson Card. Michigan State has a talent to transfer. Indiana has a guy from Tennessee. Like there's so there's some talented guys coming in. Minnesota, uh, Cal Mackis is there. He's an athletic guy, but none of those guys, none of those transfers coming in have the pedigree that Tanner Mordecai had. I, I think it's fair to say those schools aren't in the mix, right? You have Nebraska who brought in Jeff Sims. I don't think Jeff Sims is as good a quarterback as Tanner Mordecai. Uh, he was athletic, big. Tanner Mordecai is athletic and big and has a better throwing profile. Now Tanner Mordecai is not the runner Jeff Sims is, but Jeff Sims needs to work on accuracy, decision-making. He's never put together a throwing season like Tanner Mordecai has, and that's still more valuable than legs. So I don't think he's in the mix. Uh, Northwestern has Ben Bryant. Badger fans are probably well familiar with that name. He's not a better quarterback than Tanner Mordecai. You know, so really quickly, you can cut about half the Big Ten off of this list if you're trying to compare him to Tanner Mordecai. Already, I think at a floor, Mordecai is probably a mid at an absolute floor, mid-tier Big Ten quarterback, which is amazing, right? That's that's such a huge win for the Badgers to go into this season with that. What about the rest? Let's let's take a look at the other quarterbacks in the Big Ten. And do I think Tanner Mordecai is potentially better than them? You have let's start here with the unproven blue blood studs, right? So Penn State is going to be starting Drew Aller. Five star um, from a cycle ago, 6'5, 235, 240 pounds, enormous upside. He's never, he's never played, right? Like, I don't think you can rank him over Tanner Mordecai. And I don't think you should be surprised if Tanner Mordecai plays ahead of him. He's a better player than him this year. Again, we're talking this year. We're not talking NFL pedigree. We're not talking upside. We're not talking at the culmination of their careers, who is the better Big Ten quarterback. We're saying this year, is Tanner Mordecai going to be better than Drew Aller? Probably. Because Tanner Mordecai, I'm going to get into it, but he's played for six seasons. Or he's been in college football for six seasons, so probably. What about Kyle McCord with Ohio State? Like Mordecai's probably going to be a little better, just because he, I, maybe not because Ohio State has done such an incredible job setting up their quarterbacks for success. It's not always an Ohio State quarterback thing; it's the ecosystem they put around Ohio State, plus the fact that their quarterbacks are always dudes. But. Is, is Kyle McCord in his first season this year going to be a better Big Ten quarterback in big moments than six-year senior Tanner Mordecai? I think you can make a case that you would rather have Mordecai for this season, right? That's it. We're talking this season. 
Um, so you have Cade McNamara, McNamara at uh, Iowa coming over from Michigan. Mordecai is a better quarterback than McNamara. You know, McNamara is a solid quarterback. He's not as big as, as Mordecai. He's not as athletic. He's never had a throwing season as, as strong as Mordecai has done. He's, he's done less with more being surrounded by the Michigan talent. He's, he's done less than Mordecai has done. So no, I don't think Cade McNamara is better. All right. So where does that put us? If, if we're really talking about who does Mordecai have to leave? Because I think coming into this year, he's probably third in the Big Ten. I, if I did a quarterback ranking, like a big board of all the quarterbacks in the Big Ten, I would go J.J. McCarthy, Michigan, probably Tagovailoa, Maryland, and then Mordecai at Wisconsin. So I think he's already probably third. But when you really look at those other two, could Mordecai be better than either of those? I mean, Tagovailoa it has some decision-making issues. He's not as big as Tanner Mordecai. Mordecai is going to be in a better system, probably, a better receiving core. He's going to have Phil Longo getting him in the right spot. I think he could definitely leapfrog uh, Tega Viola this year. And then what about McCarthy? So, like, M- McCarthy's a stud. He's, he's really athletic, tough, uh, highlight real plays. But the interesting thing with, with McCarthy, again, and he's doing it in, in an ecosystem bereft, or, or uh, not bereft, sorry, the opposite of bereft, uh, ecosystem abundant in talent at Michigan. He's doing it with a lot of help. And he's really athletic. But when you look at what they did against TCU, both of these quarterbacks, Tanner Mordecai and uh, J.J. McCarthy, played against TCU. Neither one was very good. They both threw two picks in that game. If you look at um, J.J. McCarthy against Ohio State, he only completed 50% of his passes in that game. My point is, J.J. McCarthy also struggled somewhat against the better defenses. Now, Michigan still beat Ohio State. McCarthy had three touchdowns in that game, so absolutely give him credit for that. But he struggled against TCU, just like Tanner Mordecai, Except Tanner Mordecai didn't have as much talent around him as McCarthy did. I think you can see how both those quarterbacks stacked up against TCU and say Mordecai was maybe a little better. It's interesting to me. Here's the thing. There's not a quarterback in the Big Ten more experienced than Tanner Mordecai. right? He's played in parts of six seasons. Every season he's been in college football, five seasons, sorry. This is his sixth season. Every season Tanner Mordecai has been in college football, he's at least taken some snaps. And he's had two full years as a starter. He's thrown over 600 passes. He's been in different offensive systems. He's almost 24 years old. You're not going to find a more experienced quarterback in the Big Ten. That matters as a quarterback. That's a huge thing as a quarterback when you're in big games, on the road, uh, against really good defenses. We don't know how Drew Aller or McCord are, are going to play. We, we quite frankly, don't really have a great feeling. Hudson Card or you know, some of the other younger transfers, that how they're going to play. We we have a feel that Tanner Mordecai has been in those moments. He's going to be better in those moments. Um, he offers one of the best blends of passing, uh, production, and size with that some athletic ability in the Big Ten. I think at the end of the year, you could very easily be talking about this Mordecai as the best quarterback in the Big Ten. And what does that mean for Wisconsin? It means you could beat Ohio State, right? It it means in in the perfect world, if Tanner Mordecai is even being talked about as the best quarterback in the Big Ten, if you have the best quarterback in the Big Ten and you're hosting Ohio State, they're coming to Madtown, you can beat them, right? That's what that means. Um, I'm excited about it. I think it's possible. Now, I, I would say probably McCarthy is, is better at the end of the year. Uh, Tega Biola certainly could be as well. And listen, it's possible. It is absolutely possible McCord or Aller come and just set the world on fire at, you know, first-year starters as incredibly talented uh, players. But I don't think you can count on that. We've seen, you don't have to look any further than Graham Mertz to see a highly touted quarterback come in and not be able to put it together. Or some quarterbacks, it takes them a year or two to put it together. So 
I'm I think it could happen. Let me know in the comments if you if you think Mordecai could be the best quarterback in the Big Ten this year. But I think it's definitely possible. All right, coming up next, we're going to talk about the transfer portal players Wisconsin brought in this offseason and how incredible the hit rate on those guys already seems to be. Um, we're going to talk about that next on Lockdown Badgers. But first, a quick break for our friends of the show over at FanDuel. FanDuel is America's number one sports book. And it's the place we go to do, do all of our, our betting. Football season is about to kick off. Uh, FanDuel's giving you a chance to win all season long because right now when you bet on a Super Bowl winner, you get bonus bets every time they win in the regular season. Just pick any team to win the Super Bowl and you'll get bonus bets for every victory. And that's bonus bets you can use on spreads, parlays, props, over-unders, and more. One of the ones I've talked about when you talk about that or more, Badgers undefeated season plus 1,900. Um, you know, like, listen, they just got to get through. There's not a lot of scary games on the schedule. And plus 1,900, the odds reflect how difficult and probably impossible that that feat is but why not throw 10 bucks on it have fun with it that's over on FanDuel so visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and start earning bonus bets with America's number one sports book that's FanDuel.com slash locked on do want to take a quick second and say thank you to everybody's tuning in really do appreciate it um let's talk I want to talk about the the transfer players the Badgers brought in and we did a lot of content on this in the offseason right the transfer portal and how strong this coaching staff attacked it how well they used it to fill fill uh needs and now we're we're getting through fall camp right and it looks like the early impressions on this are better than advertised and we were pretty high on it when they came in uh we just talked about tanner mordecai in line to be one of the best quarterbacks in the big 10 this year that's a home run addition let's talk about the receivers pauling and bryson green bryson green's camp reports read like I mean, they they read like he's he's a superman, right? Like they, he's going to be so good this year. That was a big hit. Will Pauling's going to be in line to start at the slot spot. So you got two um, impact additions right there from the portal. Uh, reports, Evan Flood reported that Joe Huber on Twitter looks really good. He's a guy who's in line to potentially start at guard. And if not be the most versatile depth, depth piece on the line, potentially, that looks like a hit. Renfro just got back. Uh, from injury, he's potentially going to be the starting center. That looks like a hit. Darian Varner, Petroisky, uh, both into two deep. Uh, Jason Maitre in line to start at the slot uh, slot safety position or slot corner position. So, wow. Like, what an influx of talent. You're talking about six, seven, eight guys that they brought in as transfers who are in line to be either starters or firmly inside that two deep this year. <clears throat> That's a huge bulk of playing time that is is getting eaten up by transfer additions. What what does that mean? Um, First of all, that's how you should use the transfer portal, right? You should not be bringing in transfer guys for the most part with the the intention of having them come in, sit on the bench, and not play. You're bringing in transfers to fill holes, right, to to plug leaks in in the the ship's hull to keep it from sinking. And they did that. They absolutely did that. It is a a very good reflection of the type of talent – that they're able to identify and, and lure to Wisconsin to sell to Wisconsin. So that's another thing to be excited about. Um, and the other part I would, I would talk about here is it does speak a little bit to, I think where this program was potentially headed. If I'm not saying it was bottoming out, I'm, I'm absolutely not saying that, but this program wasn't headed in the right direction, right? When you're able to go into the off season and bring in six, seven, eight guys who, in the transfer portal, who in one offseason can come in and firmly establish themselves in the two deep. That I mean, that kind of tells you something, right? It tells you, yes, there there is talent 
returning talent on this team that are, are obviously going to play huge roles, but there were a lot of needs on this team that when Luke Fickle took over, they had to address uh, depth on the offensive line, center, receiver, defensive back, safety, um, defensive line, pass rush, right? Quarterback, obviously. So there were a lot of spots they had to address. And for the most part, they it looks like they've nailed it. Going forward, I, I wouldn't expect this level of transfer impact. I think they're going to focus on high school recruiting classes. They've talked about that. But it is interesting to track this first group of transfers. It, every Everybody looks as advertised for the most part. Um, Nick Evers, you could talk, has, has struggled a little bit. Uh, certainly, he was one of the first dominoes to fall. And you know he struggled to get kind of even any traction in the quarterback race, but it's still so young for him. C.J. Williams is another guy, right? That looks like he's going to be in line in the, in the, in the two deep at least. He's going to get reps this year, so it is a very strong, very strong transfer class for Wisconsin, and it looks as advertised. Uh, let's talk a little stock up, stock down. Stock up really is, is, to me is the defensive backs, the cornerbacks, the the safeties. I think that position is going to be the strength of the team. Um, there's just so there's so much length and athleticism there, and uh, you have returning guys with uh, Holman and Alexander Smith, who I think are studs. So I think from where we started in the spring to now, for me, the defensive secondary is absolutely stock up. Um, it's it's been really impressive what they've been able to do in practice from the reports that we've seen that we've heard. I think that's going to be one of the strengths of the unit this year. All right, we're going to take a quick break there. Come back with. Uh, is AJ Starr a potential one and done? I want to get in some questions and comments, thoughts on that. I think that's a really interesting topic we haven't talked much about. But first, a quick break for our friends of the show over at Bird Dogs. Bird Dogs is incredible. I wear them all the time. Uh, they help me look like an adult, but I'm still comfortable. That's the key there. Uh, Bird Dogs, absolutely incredible. They make you look good. They make summer fly by, comfortable, fashionable. I, I have this incredible hat they sent me for for uh, being a partner with bird dogs. It's incredibly comfortable, soft, uh, perfect summer hat. It stretches just the way that you want to fit your head. Um, and bird dogs is something, listen, I use bird dogs to get through my summer and look like a normal adult. I've talked about being confused as a homeless person. Bird dogs helps me not do that. I've talked about needing clothes to go to the family reunion pictures. Bird dogs does that for me. You're going to use Locked On. Uh, use, go to birddogs.com slash Locked On College. Use code Locked On College for a free um, Yeti style hat with every purchase. Um, it is incredible. Free Bird Dogs hat with every purchase. You're not going to regret it. You're never going to want to take your Bird Dogs off. All right. Uh, let's, let's talk about AJ Store. I want to get into a couple comments here. This one is from Gabe Ramos. I really like this comment. He says, do I sound crazy? Store is a 6'6 slashing shooting guard with a developed frame and above average jump shot. Is he not exactly what NBA scouts are looking for? He looks like a grown man. AJ Store as a one and done. Or two and, a two and through, I should say. He, he was obviously playing in college uh, last year. That's really interesting to me. I, it's not something I've heard people talk about a lot, but what is the NBA? What are they looking for right at the NBA level? They're looking for wings with athleticism, length, um, defensive versatility, the ability to get to the cup. Store can do all of that, right? But he, he fits the NBA athletic profile from a size, length, hops standpoint. It's all going to come down to can he shoot? 
Right. One of the he he recently he's in the Bahamas national team and they had a game against Kansas and he was 0 for six from three, but he was nine to ten from the free throw line. You know, if you're a good free throw shooter, oftentimes that 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 translates into perimeter shooting as well. Um, it's all going to depend on how he shoots. If he shoots it well and he displays the type of athleticism uh, and all around defensive versatility that we think he has this year, he could absolutely go because that's what the NBA is looking for. And and they're okay. You know, if you're talking. Um, game picked in the 15 to, to 30 range that's still a multi-million dollar multi-year contract right and they're okay finding a, a versatile defensive wing and in, in that range the nba will, will look for people in that range um that that need some refinement but that can Im- immediately come off the bench and be a bit of a three and d guy so if he can shoot the ball yeah he could absolutely go um i have no doubt about it this is from 94 Buckethead. He said, uh, we were talking about our linebacker preview. He said, nobody wants to talk about Caden Johnson. He was a big recruit. Yeah, Caden Johnson was the top player in Minnesota, four-star recruit, big outside linebacker. I just don't think he's in that too deep. Uh, I don't think he is in the mix with Getz, uh, Peterson, Bowlers, Petroisky. You know, maybe he's right. I think he's probably right after that group, but I don't know how many reps are going to be there for the fifth outside linebacker on a defense that's probably going to have more defensive backs and safeties on the field anyway. So, I listen. The book, the book is certainly not written on him. He has a couple years left in the program if he chooses to to exercise those. Obviously, he has physical skills, but I think he's behind four or five bodies right now. And if that's the case, I don't know how much he's going to play this year necessarily. But certainly not somebody to write off. Uh, still upside and potential there. All right, we're going to wrap it up there. Really do appreciate everybody tuning in. Brian Smith coming tomorrow on Wisconsin, and let's keep it going.